The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet rivers at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet rivers. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app today and use code promo code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app. Or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really rough, and then we're else rough. I'm Virginia here at your service. Do you hear, Scott? You don't hear the no. drop? Yeah, what's going on? Okay, all right. So I guess we don't have drops today. Whatever. I was evilly laughing because, huh, while the Pelicans, you know, never you want even me to try? Close. Never even close. I, I, I can try, I guess, but... Yeah, I don't know. I guess we're having some technical difficulties on StreamYard with the sound effects, and Terrell's now lagging, so I don't know what's going on. What's up, everyone? Uh, a lot of games on the card today. Got 13 games, so Terrell and I are going to cover them. Uh, we're going to cover each of them, but before we end up doing that, do want to at least talk a little bit about the games that happened yesterday. In that the- was a random refresh StreamYard. Hey, I ain't even pressing it. It just StreamYard just said, you know what? You talking crap about us? We finna refresh your screen and make it work. That's what we finna do. Okay, well, wait, wait, hang, hang on a second. Let me let me try. Let me try. <laughs> there we go. There's your. <sighs> Nobody had faith in the Pacers, man. I ain't had that much faith in them too, but I sure took that plus five. Appreciate that. Hey man. Hey man. All I got to say before I formally introduce my co-host is that, you know, I think it's hilarious when cats be getting mad, like when cats really be getting mad at you at hooping, the first thing they say is, be humble. Be humble. <laughs> hey, be humble, man. Just be humble with it and enjoy all your success, but just be humble with it. The first thing they say when they get mad is be humble. Hey, hey, when Hallie hit that Dame Tom. The, that, the hesitation on the walk, cover? the walk pause to look at the watch, though, that was really like a subtle detail that I really appreciate. Hey, man. Hey, man. Dame went in there. Dave said, hey, man, I'm happy for him. Just be humble. <laughs> he told that man to be humble. Oh, man. This is literally, like, literally hilarious, man. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce your name, man. Shout out to you. Uh, give me a pronunciation of your name in the chat. I appreciate it. You know exactly who I'm talking to. But just drop a pronunciation of your name in the chat, and then I'm going to shout you out. Appreciate you for rocking with the show. We are not old men. Scott might be. <laughs> I'm, I might be. I'm, I'm old at heart. I hate every coach, so I'm old at heart. But I'm only oh, 26. Man. All right, Scott Studio Rice Show, people. Scott, what's going on, man? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, it was pretty fun watching – one of those two games. The other game was horrible. We'll talk about that in a second. But good for the Pacers. 
Uh, they're a team that has a lot of two-way guys that want the 500K, and they came out and looked like a team that wanted it. Now, Milwaukee, I'll give them props for showing up for the second half. Problem was they no-showed the entire first half, so it just looked like they were disinterested. I hated the start time of the game, and I mentioned it. I think it was <laughs> at, five, at 5 o'clock on the East Coast. <laughs> it's 2 p.m. local time in Vegas on a Thursday. Like I, I don't understand the thought behind that. And it's one thing if you wanted to go back-to-back to try to avoid competing with the NFL. I don't know why you'd want to avoid competing with the Patriots Steelers, but the point is the argument was, well, maybe they'll have the second game at 5 o'clock local time, and they'll go from there. They didn't even do that. They just had extra time off in between the games, so I don't really know what the scheduling purpose was. And well, I do like- get the time off. I do get the time off because they wanted to get TNT their pregame. Yeah, show. okay. That's, I forgot so the TNT had, like, ESPN had their – and first of all, best thing ESPN did – Best ESPN broadcast all years when they brought on the TNT folks. Best yes, the Reggie Miller was solid in, in the broadcast. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. When they brought the TNT folks on, it really took them to another level, which just shows the, the gap between the two broadcast companies when it comes to their NBA content. But, yeah, man, I think that they just wanted to get make sure TNT got their own pregame show where they could bring Stephen A. on and do all that stuff. But – it was still a really weird start time, but I'm I'm just glad that I didn't have to wait to the middle of the night to see the end of the Lakers game. I actually only had to wait to about halfway through the second quarter to see the end of that game. So uh, they they I, there was a book that gave out a live bet on that game, and I ended up taking LeBron under one and a half turnovers at halftime at like plus one twenty five, and then he just didn't play the fourth quarter. <laughs> he finished he finished with zero, so that that worked out well. But we'll talk about the Pelicans game in a second. For the Pacers, Halliburton's a star. There's not really much more to add there. I know that you can make an argument that the the uh, Sabonis trade for Halliburton was a fair trade where both teams won. Nah, I, bro, the I, I get you can make the argument that, that both teams, uh, at least in the short term, got better. But a long term, Indiana clearly won this trade. Like, I, I don't think it's we, close. I remember when we saw the trade and when the trade happened, we both said, dang, I feel like both teams won the trade. Now... What is this, a year? I was always leaning more towards the Pacers because I thought Halliburton had a certain gear, and I wondered how far Sabonis would push this team, uh, the Kings. And to be honest, they've been very good. They made the playoffs, but they've also not won a single playoff series as they got buried on their home floor in Game 7 of Golden State. So I'll tell you right now, if the Kings don't need to win a title to make this closer. At least win a series, because if you trade away a top three point guard in the league for the next eight years and you don't win a single playoff series – People are going to remember this as being a pretty lopsided trade. I'm assuming you'd agree with that. Yeah, but that also has to be indicative of Howley making the playoffs as well. Now, it looks like yeah. he's in position to do that this year, but we know how teams can be in the second half of the season. So I think that's also indicative of Howley making the playoffs. But I was sitting there last night talking to uh, my homeboy, who's also a Knicks fan, and I'm like, dang, man, we really oh, – You were reminiscing about the draft? Yeah, because I really was sitting there like, yo, if we if we reached for Holly at, what was it, seven that year, eight, something like that, I'm like, you know, I wouldn't even be mad if we reached for him, but I just wanted to make sure we got him. And we had a second pick, and so it was like, dang, we could get him with that first one. They got OB. I was like, all right, cool. Let's try to, you know, trade up, get Holly with the second one, and then Holly ended up going to the Kings, and you ended up getting quickly. And, I mean, quickly been cool, but it's like – it's not, it's uh, we could have Hal, had a, st- a future potential like best point guard in the league. Like that's no, that's yeah. Something. So we we could have had him, and then we went and paid a point guard who is good, but probably not as good as Halliburton. So it's like it is what it is, man. Being a Knicks fan sucks, but 
we're going to stop talking about that because we have a 13-game slate. My oh, boy, well, hang on a second. Chat. Before we do that, we have to at least mention in passing what the hell the Pelicans did last night, right? I mean, we got to talk about something with that game. Here, I will, here I'll mention exactly what the Pelicans did last night. Did you hear me mention it? It was. Really uh, I thought I thought you were going to play. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Right. I'll do it again. I'll, I'll mention what the Pelicans did last night again. Hold on, right here. Did you hear it? It was I really, thought you were really going to play the toilet sound drop. It was really perfect for you to put that in. Nah, nah, man. Because even the toilet, like even the toilet sound drop, that means something went in the toilet. They didn't put anything into that game last night. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. I'll, at all. I'll, the only thing I'll say about the game, I know that nobody on the Pelicans showed up. At least the main players, uh, Ingram had nine points, but Zion looks brutal out there. And we saw it against the Kings, even though they won that game in the quarterfinals. Zion looks out of shape. Simply put. And he looks disinterested. And I was high on Zion out of college because I think everybody was. He was incredible at Duke. But I think I'm out on him. It just looks like he doesn't care. And when you pay a guy a lot of money who's not going to change how he feels about the sport itself, it feels like there's just a lack of engagement or respect for the craft, however you want to phrase it. It looks like Zion's there for the paycheck and he really doesn't care about actually improving his game. That's the only thing I want to say. Zion kind of embarrassed himself out there and I don't think it's a coincidence that both uh, B.I. and Zion were thrilled to go to Vegas for the, for the semifinals and then no-showed the game and they lost by 44. I don't think that's a coincidence with the with the press conference and everything like that. They had a fun time in Vegas and it looked like they weren't really ready to play basketball. That's all I want to say. I sat on here on Moonoff with, with Moonoff on the show on Monday and I asked a very valid question. Has anybody ever cashed Zion's points prop? Like, have you ever bet Zion's pro points prop? You mean an over? You mean an over? To be clear, you mean an over? Yes, an right. over, an over. Yes, because if you you cash plenty of unders, yeah, <laughs> you've got plenty of unders. But have you ever had an over in cash? I would just like somebody, anybody, to send me an over ticket with Zion that cash because I just can't seem to do it. it clearly, you know that's what it is. You got – they just look bad, man. There was one point where, like, they came off of Zion to double-team a three-point shooter. Zion got the ball open in the post, and the help defense came to come over, and he didn't get to the line. Like, they just – great yeah. defense. Defender went straight up. Zion didn't have enough strength to get to the line. I was just like, oh, my gosh, bro. Like, I'm so over this cat. Like, I was a really weird game, too, because Valanciunas had one rebound in the entire first half. So, I don't know who did anything in that game. I told you. That's why I said – Let's talk about – you wanted to talk about the Pelicans. Yeah. We'll talk about the Pelicans. This is what the Pelicans did last night. It was mostly just a Zion take I wanted to get off my chest. I, I'm out on Zion. I, I've tried. I really wanted to, but I, I can't. He just doesn't care enough. I'm but, just out on the Pelicans. I can never get this team right. When yeah, I bet like, on them, they lose. When I don't bet on them, they win. I'm just, just, I, I'm just I use the on. word immature to describe them. I don't think that Ingram and Zion are – mentally ready if capable at all to lead a team to the promised land so to speak and i so, hate that this is all going to come back on willie green because i think willie green is actually a good head coach but at some point the players, players have to buy in and suck. show some pride yeah his players suck like i really i really hope that the league doesn't hold willie green against this run with the pelicans with the talent that he has because the talent is just not there mentally mentally yeah. they're good they're there basketball wise but they're not there mentally at i all. agree but anyway we got right. 13 games Brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is available in over 14 states plus Ontario, Canada. Bet Rivers has some of the best live, bar- live betting markets when it comes to props, when it comes to size totals, all of that stuff. Make sure you lock in to Bet Rivers and all the things that they have to offer. 
withdrawing and depositing is super easy on Bet Rivers. Sign up today, use our link, and get a risk free bet of $500. Go to Sports Gambling. Ooh, excuse me. Sports Gambling Podcast.com slash Bet Rivers. Go to Sports Gambling Podcast.com slash Bet Rivers. Problem Gambling. Call 1 800 Gambler. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog's got those pick em scorchers where you can add that contest out to that contest. I had LeBron higher points and assists last night. I didn't think he was going to do that. I thought he was going to show out for Vegas because, you know, Brian want to own a team and he want to own a team in Vegas. So I felt like he was going to show out. And honestly, I don't know why I didn't put that into my handicap of the Lakers winning the game. I guess I just really don't like this Lakers team. But I knew Brian was going to show out. I actually thought Brian was going to get a triple-double. I'm actually kind of upset he didn't get the triple-double. But you know what? It's all right. They, the Pelicans are trash enough that they didn't make Braun play four quarters. So, you know what, Braun, enjoy your day in Vegas. I'll see you on Saturday. We'll get a triple-double that day for your Vegas team. All right, when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And just remember, Saturday, we are all over LeBron James. It's Braun in Vegas. Always bet Braun in Vegas. All right, Scott, let's get through this. 13 games on the slate. Let's kick things off with the 7 p.m. on the East Coast. First game on the docket I got is the Philadelphia 76ers welcoming the Atlanta Hawks back to Philadelphia. Open up is minus six and a half. It is currently sitting at minus eight for the Philadelphia 76ers. 241 is the total. And interesting enough, that actually dropped from 244 and a half to 241. Injury report for these two teams, and this is probably why it dropped, because for the Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young is questionable with an illness. And for the 76ers, actually nothing to report there. So a full staff 76ers squad. Last game out for the 76ers, they went toe-to-toe with the Wizards, where, like I said, the Wizards give you this random game against 76ers where they really, really get up for this game and really, really make it a close one. And that's what it was this last time out for the 76ers. A whole bunch of points scored. Meanwhile, for the Atlanta Hawks, they lost to the Brooklyn Nets by one. Shout out to Brooklyn Nets for covering as a dog for us there. Scott, you're getting eight with the Atlanta Hawks on the road playing the Philadelphia 76ers. Which way are you going? I feel like the Sixers are off a 50-piece from Embiid. But a reminder, they didn't cover that game against Washington. Shout out to them, though. The all-team total over at 129.5, and they got there, finished with 131. Atlanta, do I think they have any chance of guarding Embiid? Probably not. Do I think that if Trey doesn't play, it might be a sneaky get-up spot for this Hawks team? Yes, I think it is. So I'm going to lean to the eight with Atlanta. I recognize Philly's the better team, but I do think that Atlanta is feisty enough to hang in there and keep this game somewhat respectable. It was a road game against Washington. I get it, but they kind of needed all 50 from Embiid. They really didn't look great in that game. Uh, You're looking Mm -hmm. at Atlanta, though. They have not been great recently, defensively especially, but offensively, they're okay. I think DeJounte almost had a triple-double last game against the Nets. I think DeJounte is going to have a good game, so I look for his props. But I know Trey's a great scorer, but Mm -hmm. he's a terrible defensive player, and I am wondering if the Hawks will look a little bit better defensively with added length uh, because Trey, we know, is one of the smaller guards in the league. I'm going to lean to Atlanta. I think a lot of people yeah. are blindly going to take Philly in this spot. But I think it's a decent spot for Atlanta to surprise Philly. Maybe Philly sees that Trey's not going to play, gets a little bit complacent, lets uh, an underwhelming team hang around, and suddenly you have a game in the fourth quarter. That's the script I'm anticipating, so I'm going to lean to the Hawks plus eight. It's a little tricky, but that's how I'm leaning. Do the Hawks suck? 
I don't think they're that good. I thought but they'd be a lot stop? better. Is this a playoff team? I think right now this I mean, assuming with the current health they have now, assuming Trey plays in this game, let's assume that he plays. I think they are a play in team. I'm saying this because if you look last five games, they're one in four straight up. Their only win is a two point win against the San Antonio Spurs. Other losses are one point loss to the Nets, a an eleven point loss to the Bucks, a 23-point loss to the Cavs and a 10-point loss to the Celtics. I'm just trying to figure out how I can take this Hawks team. Well, um, uh, the argument, I guess, is do you want to be laying eight points at Philly? I mean, I feel Philly's been pretty decent. 13-7 and seven against – yeah, I feel comfortable. Give me, uh, give me the eight with Philly. I'm not taking this Hawks team. 13-7 and seven against the spread this season. Hawks 5-15. and 15. I talked about what they've done in the last five games. They haven't been competitive against anybody but one of the worst teams in the league, which is the San Antonio Spurs. I, this team might not just – they just might not be good. Like, they actually just might not be good. And Philadelphia is actually, like, one of the best teams in the league. So – I'm going to just trust the best team and just go ahead and win by margin. Like, it looks like anybody else of any level of competition, they're getting dogged by. So, they haven't covered in any of the last five games. I'm, I'm not interested in this Hawks team. Just give me Philly minus eight. I, I hate that I'm getting the worst part of the number, but it just feels like a better play for me. It might be a hot take by me, but I, I just have a feeling that Atlanta, who's given Phil, uh, Philly some problems in the past, they have. the playoff series a couple years ago, I think that their pace can give Philly some issues. So, I'm going to lean yeah. to the, the Hawks, but I'm not going to bet it. Let's see here. Uh, we have Philly has covered the last two meetings. And Atlanta, yes, Atlanta has covered, oh, well, it looks like Atlanta's covered one of the last four. But okay. these have still been some closer games. Like uh, you got a 10-point win by Philly in here. Well, that's not a closer one. And the 14 one is not a closer one. But you got a one-point win by Atlanta. You got a five-point win by Philly, a three-point win by Philly. Like there's been, there's been some, I get what you're saying. I just I, I got to take this year in account. And no, I get it. You want to fade a team that he can't really trust. I, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, I expected more from Quinn Snyder. I really so did. did. I. Yeah, oh, I'm trying to think of a good comp, but they're like a worse. I can't say that they're a worse version of the Kings, but they're a team that just doesn't believe in defense. They're a worse. No, version I, of the you Pacers. said it. I said, said the Pacers. I, mean, yeah. I think it's a great. I think comp. they're a poor. You said they're a poor man's Pacers, and I was like, uh, poor man, because I thought the Pacers were still a paper. But you see it now. Like it, but yeah, now yeah. I see it. That, yeah, I get it. Now I see it. I see it. I see it. <laughs> All right. Uh, 241 is total. If Trey's not playing, though, that has to benefit the under, right? Mm, Philly's good defensively. Give me the under. I'm going to go with the under anyway, because Trey is a guy who can score a lot of points, or he doesn't guard anybody. So no matter how he, he impacts the game total-wise, he's great for overs, because he's basically a traffic cone. And Maxi would go buy him every sing- every single play. So I'm going to lean under in this one. Yeah, give me a, that Hawks team total under. I think even if the script goes the way you say, I think it's because the Hawks stepped up defensively. I don't think it's because the Hawks were able to go out there and score a whole bunch of points on this Philly defense. So I, I like Hawks team total under. I think either way, Philly minus eight, Hawks plus eight, you still get that Hawks team total under. Do you think Embiid's going right. for 40 again? Uh, I kind of like a maxi pivot, to be honest. I think maxi might go for like 35. I feel like a lot of people are blindly going to take Embiid because of the heater he's on. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Atlanta considers double teaming. Maybe they'll try some different looks, but it wouldn't shock me if maxi had himself a great game tonight. I really want to root for a Kelly Oubre game. 
I'm not sure if I'm there yet, but I really want to root for him. I, I told you I'm going to wait a while for Ubre props because even though he was back, so good I, for I, I the accident, more. man, he was so good for the accident. But I, the like, point is, I came back immediately after the accident. I have to wait it out. No, no. All right. Uh, well, last year this would have been a toilet bowl. This year it looks a little bit different. We got the Orlando Magic laying ten and a half against the Detroit Pistons. Actually opened up minus thirteen. Now it's ten and a half. Two twenty-eight and a half is the total. Injury report, real quick for these two teams, and I have for the Detroit Pistons. Joe Harris questionable. Jalen Duran is out. Monty Morris is out. And for the Orlando Magic, Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Isaac, both out. That is huge defensively. Good I'm going to let you know right now. That is two big outs defensively. Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter Jr. are still out. I, I mean... What's the counter at? We're at 18? Yeah. yeah, 18. Yeah. Shout out to the Pistons, by the way. They were 2-1 and one to start the year. Shout out to them. Haven't won since, but they started off 2-1. and one, So they got that going for and them. They yeah, were 3-0 they were three and oh ATS during that span, too. <laughs> like, they beat, they uh, lost to Miami by one that first game out. What happened last uh, game? They gave up 49 to Desmond Bain. Right? They gave up 49 to Bain last time out? Yeah, yeah. Can you take the mag? The argument against the Magic would be, well, defensively they might be in shambles because they're missing. Yeah, a like can you take defenders, them if but... they're not if they're not playing good defense? Can you take them to cover this? I don't think the Pistons can guard anybody. Like that, that's the problem too. So if you want to take the Pistons, I wouldn't mind maybe a team total over because the Pistons can get there while also giving up one thirty, and that way you still win. I can't go against the Magic. I can't do it. Boncaro at forty plus last game. I still like this Orlando team a lot. Yes, I know that they kind of no-showed the first half of that Cavs game, but they battled a little bit, made it somewhat respectable, still lost the game pretty handily, but whatever. Point is, I do think that the Pistons, until they win a game in general, I just can't back this team. Orlando's a team that I think we both like, and I still think even though Suggs might not play, Isaac might not play, they still have a lot of talent. I can't say the same about Detroit. Monty has done basically nothing with this team. And now Duran's out as well, so they're going to be using Bagley more, and that's a downgrade in itself. I, I just can't. I think Detroit's an abysmal basketball team. We all think that. I'm going to lean to Orlando. But if you want to take the Pistons in a spot where maybe they score enough points to compete, I don't mind that if you want to take that, but I would rather take Pistons' team total over than the plus 11. Uh, a couple thoughts here. Um Killian Hayes has somehow made his way back into his Pistons starting lineup. I think what I saw, that's really should I, what I should have just been fading the Pistons every time I seen Killian Hayes in the starting lineup. I really think, like, I really think this team is closer to ten wins. Maybe not not at ten wins, but closer to ten wins if Marcus Sasser gets literally every single Killian Hayes minutes. Do you mean ten uh, wins right now or ten wins by season? Close to ten wins, like closer. They're right now. They're closer okay. to ten wins if Sasser is playing over Hayes. That's how bad I think Hayes is. Yeah, I think everybody thinks Hayes is a bad player. I like Sasser. I like them at U- at Houston. And he, yeah, he's good. Like he's giving us some good shoot. minutes off the bench. Like he's he giving us good minutes off Simply the bench. Simply put, he gives you floor spacing. So, yeah, I'm with you. Let me just go ahead. I have no idea who's betting Detroit to pull this number down, but I have at it. You guys know my favorite play in the game. The gift that keeps on giving this Atlanta Magic first half. It didn't work last time out, but it's a good spot. 
for them to hey, get. Hey, so bounce back, back, bounce back. They're good. Yeah. They're good. And then uh, over 228.5. Because Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Isaac is actually like pretty big outs. But like Jalen Suggs, especially because he's getting majority of the minutes. And yeah. I think you're going to need that for the guard play of this Detroit team. So I think Cade is going to have a pretty solid game. Uh, I would I would say Jalen Ivey has a good game. I mean, I don't know how many minutes he's going to get because they just love Killian Hayes and want to play Killian Hayes so much. But, I mean, I would think Jalen Ivey has a good game as well. Anything else for this one, Scott? If I was going for anybody on Detroit, I'd probably pick Bogdanovich if I had to pick anybody. But oh, yeah. That's basically it. Uh, JR was mentioning K double double. Uh, I might prefer. I like it. Anytime, anytime I like an over game with the Pistons, I like K double double. Yeah, the question is, do I want the assists, though? Because I'm not sure how many people in Detroit can actually shoot. So maybe rebounds is worth a look, especially with Dern being out. There might be some more rebounds up for grabs. But mm-hmm. Kate needs to have a big game if they're going to cover. So it's, it is pretty correlated. But I like the over in the game because Detroit, I don't think, can guard anybody. And I do think Orlando's defense will still be fine, but it will take a step back if Suggs and Isaac don't play. So I am only to the over in this game as well. Hey, man, if y'all are listening... Y'all need to make sure y'all hop into the chat. The chat is booming. They got a whole bunch of props going through here. I see some Trey Young props, Clint Capella props, uh, DeAndre Hunter, Maxi and B, Kate Cunningham, Beef Stew. Like, there's a whole bunch of whole bunch of props in there. Make sure you tap in with us. YouTube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast to get into the chat on the next time out. All right. Game time. Download game time. Get tickets about the stress. Last minute tickets. Hey, man. Go it, go to Vegas. Go to Vegas. See Halley versus Braun. Go go do that. Go go to your local team. Just go visit a game and just get some action on the game and just troll. Just troll people, but be a nice troll. Don't be like one of those weird people that be like, "Hey, I hate you. I'm gonna kill you and your kids for messing up the parlay." No, no, no. But be a nice troll. Be a nice troll. Like, hey, you know what? When I went to the WNBA game and I got my tickets on game time, I was standing by the tunnel. And when they came through the tunnel, I was reading off their props. Sabrina, your prop is at 18 and a half. You got 16. Let's go ahead. Finish strong. But Najelani, you only got two points. Your prop's at nine and a half. Let's eight. Let's let's tidy up. Let's tidy up. Let's get it in the second half. I was a hey, I was motivating them and it worked. And it's all because I bought the tickets at game time. Game time, promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Make sure you download that game time app. Use that promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Game time, last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame, Bet sports betting analytics platform, where you can tap into their parlay optimizer tool, where you can go, you can get a hit rate on your parlay. Like, they can tell you, break down by leg. You want to see green. When you see green up there, that means that it's – a good play and you should consider it so definitely helps increase the chances of you hitting your parlay make sure you tap into the hall of fame bets app use that code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com use that code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month all right scott let's keep going where we are two games down 11 to go next game on the slate toronto raptors coming to my city Shout out to the foe. Charlotte, North Carolina. This is really not my city, but it's like my adopted city. Y'all know I'm 7 by 7 forever. All right. Toronto's laying five and a half here. Open up minus two and a half. It's all the way up to minus five and a half. 222, 222. That's an angel number. 222 is the total. Injury report for these two teams and a half for the Charlotte Hornets. Mark Williams is questionable with that back injury. We saw him not play last game, and Nick Richards got the start. 
Lamelo still out, and we have Christian Coloco still out, clean injury report for the Toronto Raptors. Shout out to the Toronto Raptors for staying relatively healthy over the course of the season. Hasn't uh, translated into a winning record yet, but they're almost there. They're at nine and twelve, whereas this Charlotte Hornets team is six and thirteen. Toronto laying five and a half on the road. What you doing here? I think I'm going to lean to Toronto. It's a spot where I, I know Toronto's not a great team, but they're better than uh, Charlotte, just simply put. Charlotte's shorthanded. Mark Williams is one of their better players. I know Richards had 10 rebounds the last game, but he really doesn't give you much offensively in terms of scoring variety. Lamelo's still out. I don't really see many great playmakers on this team. Rozier can shoot, but I personally think Rozier's better off-ball and more of like a three-point shooting environment. Uh, Gordon Hayward's kind of a playmaker, but not really and Bridges tries to get his. I have questions about the ball movement. They don't really have any center depth, and I think that Toronto is the better team. But Toronto's length and versatility can give Charlotte in particular a lot of problems, and I think it's pretty telling the line has gone from 3.5 to 5.5. I'm going to lead to Toronto here. I think it's a good spot for Toronto to get back on track as the bottom feeder team, so I'm going to go with Toronto. Uh, sorry, responding to somebody in the chat who's talking about here comes the bias, Devin Vassell props. When Devin Vassell has been over his points prop of 17 and a half in one, two, three, Save it for the Spurs four, game, man. Five, not there yet. Five of the last six games. We're not there yet, yet, man. You could, hey, you could man, I'm sorry, yo. Game. He tried him. He tried. He said, okay. he, it's not my fault. It's Khalil's fault. Khalil should have right, brought him up that early. That, y'all know that I have ADHD and I get distracted very easily. So I'm sorry. Are you trusting your adopted city? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. This is an I, ugly game. It's very ugly. Because yeah. I don't know what to expect from Toronto. I think that's really the question mark that I've been trying to figure out all year is what do I expect from this Toronto team? Uh, because I, I know that Charlotte isn't that good. But is Toronto decent? Or is Toronto just bad and they had a fast start to the season and this 9-12 nine nine and 12 stretch that they're on is probably the best stretch that they're going to have? I don't know. I think that they're better than that. I think that they've been doing pretty well. I think the coach has been okay. Uh, what? Uh, huh. Come on, Charlotte. Is Charlotte that bad? They can't cover five and a half at home against Toronto. I think they are that bad with the injury report. But remember, it's not it's without Lamelo. So when you say are they bad enough, there is some injury implications there. Yeah. But yeah, I still can't right. Toronto has its whole team together. They should have traded half the team about a year and a half ago. But whatever. Yeah, after the Kawhi thing, I think that's when they should have blew it up. And they might be in a better situation now. Uh, all right, I guess I'll take Toronto. I don't really like it. I don't have a feel for that one. I'm not gonna I bet. I'm not gonna one. bet this game, but I'm winning. I'm winning Toronto. I just like their pieces on the roster more than Charlotte's active pieces. Okay. Yeah. Uh, two twenty-two. I think I'm gonna lean under. I don't trust Toronto with overs. Because offensively, this team doesn't play fast, and they're not that great in the half court. They're fine, but they don't have many extreme knockdown shooters. Yakum's had a pretty rough year when it comes to shooting. Uh, Barnes has gotten better from three. I still don't consider him to be a great three-point shooter. Schroeder's not a great three-point shooter either. He's fine, but he's more of a facilitator. And Charlotte offensively is not great by any means. I'm going to lean under. I think you're going to see a lower scoring game, but it's mostly because I think Toronto has the pieces to shut down the Charlotte offense. So I'm going to lean under in this game. Yeah, it's it, I lean under with you, but I'm concerned that maybe Serrano has one of those weird scoring days. So give me a Charlotte team total under. I right. like that. That's fine. All right. Let's see here. 
they drop in plays in the chat. I see a Rozier PRA. I see a Seriakum over 25, three to four in the last uh, three of the last four against Charlotte. He's gotten over that 25 like that. Spicy P, Scotty Barnes always messes up a prop bet. <laughs> Not always. He's been, but it's definitely sometimes that I'd be like, dang, Scotty sold me today. I'm a fan of the Scotty Barnes PRA in most games because he can get there in a variety of ways. That's kind of been my go-to prop for Barnes. Speaking of Scotty, shout out Nicki Minaj dropping an album today. Being are you a Nicki, are you a serious Nicki Minaj fan? Not serious. Okay, she's actually kind of a messed up person, but you know, well, she makes a good song and it's good. I like it. I think Cardi B might be more of a messed up person, but that's based on the past. I don't know, man. I don't know. We could. Oh come I'm on, she drugged people and stole their money. Come on, man. Oh, that's if rough. I told you, if I went through the rabbit hole of all the things Nicki Minaj done, it's like, bro, she's just not like. It could be two evils. <laughs> that that <laughs> is fair. That is fair. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there that Cardi B did drug people and rob people. Though. So, you know, like you, Cardi. You, you Cardi B either way. But All right. We got the Brooklyn Nets at home welcoming the Washington Wizards. Nets are laying nine and a half. 239 is the total air injury report for these two teams. And I got for the Wizards, Daniel Gafford's questionable. Landry Shamit is out addition by subtraction. You have for the Brooklyn Nets, Lonnie Walker, Ben Simmons, both still on IR. Other than that, clean injury report for them. Is there anything, any way, anyhow that you can take the Wizards? A part of me is actually tempted to because I don't like laying a lot of points with the Nets. I think the Nets are more built for an underdog role as opposed to a favorite role. And the Wizards were competitive against Philly last time out, even though Embiid had 50. Uh, they were competitive against the Nets in Brooklyn a couple weeks ago. They lost the game by eight. But I do think that I actually might lean Wizards here. I think the Nets are, once again, a fine team because they play hard. They're not very talented, but they try very hard. I really don't like laying nine and a half with this team. So I I think I'm going to lean with the Wizards here. Might shock you. But I think What's I'm gonna Cameron doing here? <laughs> Why is Cameron here? I don't know if he thought he could sneak up on us, but like we see yeah, at the bottom like, of what? the screen, like there's another square that opens up. Yeah. So. And then he left. <laughs> he just left. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well. I, I'm going to lean Wizards. Up. I might surprise you here, but I don't like lying. No, no, you did shot me. You did shot me. I'm I... a Nets fan. I prefer them as a dog. I think that most of their games tend to be close because the Nets are not a great fourth quarter team when it comes to closing games out. They can win this game by 20, obviously, but I think Washington can score enough to hang around. So I'm going to lean to the Wizards. Do you know what the Nets ATS record is right now? It's very, very good. Uh, 15, I, let me just let me just see. I'm, the Nets have played twenty games. I'm going to say that they are either thirteen and seven or fourteen six. I'm going to say 15, thirteen and seven. Fifteen four and one. That's pretty good. Fifteen four and one. I want to. I want to know this. though if they've ever been laying a number this big all season long because I okay. doubt it. Give me a second. Let me see. Oh wait, that's not the best way to look at this. Okay, I have a better way of finding that out. Uh, you go ahead and talk about total while I do that. Yeah, for the total, 240 and a half, I am going to go over. First meeting between these teams was very low scoring. Very. I do think that that was a bit of an outlier. I don't know why that game barely broke 200, if at all. I don't think it broke 200. But I'm going to lean over. I think the pace will be there. I don't know what Cam Thomas was doing last game against the Hawks because he just <laughs> no-showed the entire game. But Bridges had 30-plus points. He's very solid. I think Cam Thomas gets back on track. But I think the Nets' defense is fine, but it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. 
and they have played a bit faster than I anticipated. The Wizards play faster than any other team in the league for the most part, besides Indiana. I'm going to lean over. If I think the Wizards keep it close, I actually think they're going to be able to score in this game. So I think it is somewhat correlated. Give me an over. And then that's win the game. But I think they probably score 125, 130. And I think this game goes over. So I'm going to lean over. But I do think the Wizards might surprise some people, though. I think keep it close. All right. The Nets have been getting a large number three times this season. They got seven against Washington. And they covered 102.94. They won they by eight. Seven, okay. Yeah, they got 77.5 against Miami, covered 112.97. But I'm pretty sure Miami was missing like Butler out of Bowling Bayern. Boy, like, yeah, nobody played. Yeah, I think it was a lot of people missing out of that one. So we could toss that one low key. And then they got nine against Charlotte, and they lost that one 129, 128. So that was like a week or two ago. That was a high score. I, I, think, I think one, one, I think one, one and one is a, a fair. You don't think it's pretty telling that. though for the total that the line has gone up from two thirty six and a half to two thirty nine and a half, and the first meeting this season didn't even break one ninety seven. The first meeting landed one ninety six, and the total's up to two thirty nine and a half. That's weird, right? Like that can't that that's got to be weird. A three-point line move to the over in the first meeting didn't break 197. I'm on the over. That's very uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I was on over because Washington defense suck anyway. But, yeah. I- I'm taking Brooklyn. Minus nine and a half. All right. I hope you're right. right. I'm a Nets fan. But I think the Washington <laughs> I'm just going to fade your fandom. And right. we fun. should fade my fandom in this next game because, well, I'm not going to fade it. But you're probably going to fade it. New York Knicks. On the road, TD Guard in Boston. Go on to play the Boston Celtics. Celtics open up minus six and a half. They are currently minus seven. Two twenty and a half is total there. Injury report for these two teams. And we got for the New York Knicks, nothing. And for the Boston Celtics, nothing. Because Chris Das Porzingis is available to return to the lineup after missing the past four games. Um, some background information that you all should know is that the Boston Celtics are currently 8-10-2 against the spread. And they've been very, very bad against spread since somebody tried to call me out a few weeks ago. And they haven't covered their last two games. I think they've only covered two of their last or three of their last ten, something like that. You're in a tough spot for this game because you don't trust the Celtics at all, but you don't trust the Knicks either. So you're kind of stuck. I mean, how many times am I really out here giving out Knicks, like, legitly? <laughs> That's why I was going to – I mean, it hasn't really worked out in times past. That's why I'm wondering. I feel like you're going to lean Knicks. Cause it's not lean. I mean, no, I'm well. definitely going Knicks. Like, if I you had to pick between now. the evil of picking the Knicks and the evil of picking the Celtics, I'm 100% picking the Knicks. It's better for your character anyway, the villain role if you take the Knicks. Yeah, which is frustrating because uh, the Knicks were in – I mean, that first game first game of the season, I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, Boston did Boston things. They found a way to blow the cover. The second game, they really, like, stepped up and made sure they didn't blow it that time. Uh, I mean, if there's anybody I trust, unfortunately and very weirdly, it's actually Julius Randle. He has really good games against Celtics. I thought you were going to say Bronson. No, nah, Randle has really good games against Celtics. I will give Randle a shout-out, though. He had the most efficient 40-something point game of his entire career last time out. Against mm-hmm. the Bucks, didn't didn't matter, but he still had forty and change. But he had a good game. We also have a birthday game, Scott. Want to take a guess? Birthday. Yeah. Um, I am almost one hundred percent positive you're not going to guess right. Does the guy actually game. play, or is he a bench yeah, he player? Plays. Yeah, he plays. 
I mean, he well, I mean, bench player. I mean, bench player plays. So like, he's not like a bench player that doesn't play. He plays. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with quickly. No. Sam Howell. Side of ball. Yes, Sam Hauser has a birthday so today. All right. As Sam Hauser has a birthday today. No props on him out yet, but you know they'll probably have a three point prop. I think his his points prop normally be at like eight and a half. I so like Sam Hauser as a player. <laughs> I think he's a very good shooter. I like him as a player. I think he's only good on the Celtics. I think if he goes to literally any other team in the league, he's not getting any burn. But I don't the know. Celtics there's there's value for three point shooters throughout the league. I think that if he just stands, he knows his role. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. He just looks like a Boston Celtic. Like he just plays Celtic basketball. It feels like he plays Celtic basketball. Is that is that a way of calling him pale? Like I don't know what that means. Yeah, it could be a way of calling him pale. Okay. But I think it's just more of like I don't know. I just I, I get frustrated when I see Sam Hauser hooping because I'm like, it's Sam Hauser and it's the Celtics. Like, of course he's gonna hoop. Like he he's, he really spreads the floor for them. He's good. All right. Either way, I'm not taking the Celtics. Like, come on, guys, you should know my character by this point. I'm not doing it. I hate. This I'm team. on the fence here because Boston's Are you really. I am because Boston's. On I the thought you were all over the Celtics. Like I thought. No, you were I was not. No, no, no. I, I recognize the Celtics are not a great team. ATS recently. I don't think the Knicks are that bad. Are they that good? No, but they're fine. I think they're like a mid, a middle seed Eastern Conference team, <laughs> five or six seed. That's kind of what I'm looking at. But I do think for the spot, I think Boston's going to win. Like I'm not picking the Knicks to win this game. The question is, do I trust Boston late in the game to actually? keep a lead instead of making games interesting because you mentioned the first game against the Knicks, they were up by double digits and they blew the entire lead and then had to come back and win the game anyway. So the Knicks still gave up 140. What did they get? 146 against Milwaukee last time out. Yo, that was crazy. That was crazy. They couldn't guard anybody the entire game. Uh, who do you think is going to be more motivated off of the quarterfinal loss in the in-season the tournament? Celtics Boston or the, or the, the Celtics or the Knicks? Yeah. Uh, I guess the Celtics because they really like – I think the Knicks just be playing with house money, but I think the Celtics really be thinking they, they're able to win some of this stuff, and they just don't. <laughs> I, like, I think the I'm amount of people win, that yeah. thought the Celtics were going to win the in-season tournament because it was a one-game series and they didn't have to worry about going – about <laughs> all this other foolishness, and they still folded. Like, yeah, nah, man. I think I'm – I know Porzingis might be back, and they're a lot better with him, but I wonder if there's going to be a bit of rust since he hasn't played in a couple weeks. I'm going to lean Knicks. These games seem to always be close. I think Boston's going to win, but I think they screw up the cover. Give me Celtics by five. Give me a, a, a manual quickly, a big manual quickly game in TD Garden. Okay. Yeah, I, I think give me a big manual quickly game. That's how the Knicks keep it close. Emmanuel quickly comes off the bench for 15 to 20 points, and that's the extra offense that they needed to keep this in the team seven. So, to ask like you about Kaysen's point, though, do you believe that Luke Cornett also fits the Celtics culture or no? Nah, because he doesn't no? play. Okay. He plays occasionally, a <laughs> little bit. He's not going to play now because Porzingis is back, but. Exactly. <laughs> we don't like the bench guys. We don't like those guys that don't play. But how's it? How's it like? What about Pritchard? Does he fit the Celtics culture? I hate Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> he does. He does because I hate Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> Absolutely. I hate Peyton Pritchard, man. Like, Pat Bev normally, like, normally pisses me off with how thinking he, he is so much better than everybody else and everybody should respect him whenever he steps on the court. And then how he kind of, like, 
Peyton Pritchard dog my handshake. Like I was like, yeah, Peyton Pritchard, screw him. <laughs> All right. Next game of slate. I mean, I was talking about this. What day was it when I was talking about Shay making that post about Steph? And I was like, man, it sucks that they don't play again for the rest of the season. And then the NBA gave me exactly what I needed. The Oklahoma City Thunder are welcoming the Golden State Warriors on the road. Plus three for Golden State. 236.5 is the total that actually went up from 235. Injury report for these two teams that we have for the Golden State Warriors. Gary Payton II is out. And he's going to be out for some extended time with that hand injury. Nothing to report for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I would like to just go ahead and, oh, man, I really should. Can you pull Instagram up on the computer? Is Instagram a computer app? Uh, No, but I can pull up something. Let's see here. It's okay. So I'm going to go ahead, and I just want everybody to realize. <laughs> you can probably find it on Twitter. Uh, Where is that post? Yeah. Where? Okay, here it goes. So Shay made a post when they went to play Golden State the last time, and he was like, I was feeling like E-40 in the Bay, so I had to go dumb. Bars. And, yeah. His captions, best captions in the league, by the way. Yeah. Best captions in the league. But so here we go. First clip, he's cooking stuff. I just want you to know, first clip, cook stuff behind the back. <laughs> that, was, that was a nasty behind-the-back move on Curry. He also had a block in there in the montage. Yes, he, yes, and then so the next clip is him blocking him on a three. That's the next clip. He blocks him on a three, goes, takes it back, lays it up on the other end. Go to Shay's Instagram and check this out. Like, and then he comes back. Now he's backing him down in the pose, going to work, cooking Steph. Like every post was him cooking Steph. When I say Steph is going crazy today, there's nothing you could talk me out of, Steph. I don't even care about the side or the total. I really don't. Give me a Steph points ladder. Give me a Steph three-point ladder. Steph, there's like you have 24 hours to respond. You have by the end of the night to respond to Shay's post. And you should have all the clips of you cooking him in this game ready for your post. You got to step down. To, when they go low, we go lower. Screw what Michelle Obama said. When they go low, we go lower. Steph, you need to go super low today and give him 50. I'm on the over in this game uh, because these teams never guard each other ever. I, I want to pull up the numbers for the Warriors and the Thunder. But if you blindly have taken the over in every meeting for about the last three years, you're up a ton of money uh, to go through <laughs> the, the last couple of games. Uh, earlier this year, they faced off in the in-season tournament. You remember that there was the controversial offensive goaltend where the Warriors eventually won on the Curry layup. That game uh, ended up flying over the total. They played uh, to go. That was one. Yeah, that, that game landed 280. They played two times since then. The game landed 237, and they went to overtime. Game landed 253. Uh, but the games before that, you had a game land 261, 265, 255, 248. So each of the last seven meetings have flew. Have just completely gone over this number. I'm on the over. I don't think either team's going to guard anybody. I do like the points for Steph, even without the extra motivation. OKC can't guard him. Like, it's just that simple. They can't guard this guy. So I think that Curry might go for 40. Shea might go for 35. If you want to do a same-game parlay and kind of do the star players 35 and work your way downward, I don't mind that. Clay maybe gets going in this game. We'll see what happens. But I like the over. I am in a link to the Thunder, though. I just don't like this Golden State team. 
the way that they're currently constructed. And I think they need to make a trade or two. They're just not built to be competitive at all. And I think that the Thunder, with their athleticism, with their overall versatility, and their pace, I think can give the Warriors a problem. The Warriors had a hard time beating the Trailblazers without Aiden at home. That's crazy. Like that that's a fall from grace. I I I can't. Like this team's just not very good. I'm gonna lean OKC, but my favorite play is the over. I see a lot of points in this game for both teams. I was right on that plus twelve and a half with Portland. But Scott, more trivia for you. Go to state is currently eight, twelve, and one against the spread this okay. season. Would you like to guess what their road ATS record is? How many road games did they play? Ten. They played ten? Yes. I'm going to say that they are three and seven. <laughs> They're seven and three. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. That's fine. All right. I tried. Woo. They're seven and three, bro. I thought bro, you were setting me up because you were going to take OKC. I didn't realize you were going to take Golden State. So I missed I miss that. They cover on situation. the road, man. I told you, bro. They, we're not taking them at home. We got to play them on the road. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what we got to do. Like, that's what's been happening. That's how we got to play it. It's not me making this up. I, I wish it wasn't me. I would love to back OKC here. I wish it wasn't me, but it's not me. It's Golden State. <laughs> I'm mainly back in the over. I think you'd agree with that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, so last five last five games, all of them went over, and it didn't matter where they set the number at. It went over. It went over when yeah. it was 226. It went over when it was 236. It went over when it was 243. So it always goes over. So I'm with you on that. 100% it's going to be points. But, man, I got to back Golden State plus three here. They're, they're playing a lot better on the road. When you look at the head-to-head, they've been able to get it done in OKC multiple times. Like, I, I think that this is a good spot in a series that has been actually back and forth and really, really good between these two teams. Yeah, I'm with you. Golden State on the road, that's where you back them this year. It was a fade last year, but you back them this year. So I'll take Golden State uh, plus three to get it done. And, I'm again, Steph, all over Steph, yep. all over Steph today. I, I, I wanted a game. And you know what? I think Shay thought that they weren't going to have another matchup, and that's why he posted it. Can you still post that, though, when Curry hit a game winner on you like a month prior? Yeah, because you cooked him that game. He did cook him. I, I got, it's the no, most yeah, recent, did, cook, it, it's the most it only recent cook job, so I guess. The last yeah. performance. The last performance is the only thing that matters, man. Yeah. Yeah. But he definitely he deserved to post it because he was cooking them. He deserved I think to post every it. time these teams play, I blindly take Golden State team total over and they finish with like 125, 130 points. I don't see that changing in this game. Yeah, I'm with you as well. All right. And uh instead of Clay, I like Wiggins. Okay. Cleveland Cavaliers on the road going to play the Miami Heat, where Miami is catching one and a half at home. 220 and a half is the total. I assume Miami is catching one and a half because these two teams played recently where the Miami Heat dogged them in Cleveland, 129.96 as a one and a half point dog. Now they're catching one and a half at home. Uh, Before I just go ahead and make this a very, very easy handicap, injury report for these two teams, you have Evan Mobley, questionable, Karis LeVert out, and for the Miami Heat, Bam is out. Hayward Highsmith is out. Duncan Robinson, probable. Tyler Hero out for some extended time with that ankle injury. That's really Professor Glass. Like, we don't be talking about how much Tyler Hero really is Professor Glass. But I will bring more awareness to how much Tyler Hero actually really does get hurt every single year. Dog, you're getting Miami as a home dog. What? 
I, I know am I point shit out. on Miami as a favorite at home. I shit on Miami as a favorite at home. I tell you the numbers all the time. Miami as a home dog is an autoplay. I, this game is interesting to me because I was tempted a little bit by Cleveland because Cleveland was playing a lot better recently. I'm going to give them props. They've been very good recently. Having said that, Mobley was not a shoot-around, and I think that matters a lot. So I think I'm going to lean Miami with you. We're kind of playing with house money here because we gave out Miami against Toronto last time out, and mm-hmm. we, that worked out well for us. So we're kind of rolling it over. But Spo and Miami thrive in these underdog roles all the time. Just simply yep. put. And I do think it's a good spot for them. I, I will point out once again, I called out Cleveland. I wanted to see more. They've shown it to me. They've been very good recently. So I will give Cleveland some props. They've been playing some good basketball. Mobley is very important to that team because he's a very good defensive player. Offensively, he could be better. Defensively, he's still very good. And I do question Jared Allen's effectiveness. Uh, in Actually, he might have a great game. <laughs> he might have a great game with... Uh, Mobley not playing. So Jared Allen could have a big game here. I think I'm going to lean Miami. If Cleveland wins, would I be shocked? No, but Miami getting points at home is very appealing. I'm going to lean to Miami. I might come back to regret it, but Mobley being out, I think it's just too important to me. So I'm going to lean to Miami. All right, first go around in the Max Strews revenge game. Max Strews went two for six from the field, two for four from three, six points, three rebounds, three assists. Now he's actually in Miami. And it's a little bit more of a revenge game here. I can be talked into it. I can. I can be talked into it. Because they should really try to put up a better offensive showing than the 96 points that they could only score at home versus this team. What was that, like two weeks ago? Yeah, give or take. They got buried. So I could buy into Max Strews threes. I could. Uh, I'm going back to my guy. He keeps coming off the bench, and he keeps having good game after good game after good game after good game. Sammy Akez Jr., the Good next Lord. undrafted person. <laughs> hey, the next undrafted guy by the Heat. I mean, 15 is last time out. His prop was 11 and a half. Thank you for cashing that for me against Toronto. He had 11 the time before that. Listen to this game log. 24, 14, 18, 15, 22, 19, 6, 10, 17, 11, 20, 11. I mean, he continues to go off. And he gets in double figures. His prop is consistently around 11 and a half. Maybe it's at 12 and a half now, maybe 13 and a half. They start to realize that, hey, this guy is really, really hooping. We need to move his prop up. But if not, I don't care. I'm still going to take it. So out of curiosity, if there were props available on Caleb Martin, would you yeah. be interested or out? Because he's no. been very good recently. Yes, I mean he has. I think it's I've now shifted all hype that I've had for Caleb Martin to Hamie Hawkins Jr. and I can't support two at one. That's fine. I'm just pointing out Caleb Martin did have a very good game last time out against Toronto. Uh, to yep. go through his numbers, I don't see props <laughs> on him yet, but you might get posted since he's probably going to start in this game. Last yep. game though, 24 points, 12 rebounds against Toronto. He's been good. He's been good mm-hmm. recently. I don't mind Martin points in this spot, but I do think Jared Allen double double is worth a look, especially if uh, Mobley doesn't play. Because Orlando Robinson's the starting center right now for Miami. He had a double-double last game. Not much offensive skill in terms of stretching the floor. So Jared Allen can kind of sit in the paint. And Miami, as a three-point shooting team, has some options. But most of the ball handlers aren't the greatest shooters on this team. 
They, they have three-point specialists for this team. I think Jared Allen's going to sit in the paint for the entire game and have a good game. So I don't mind. So Jared that's Allen what I was thinking about the blocks. So that's yep. what I was thinking about his blocks and the fact that his blocks are live because of exactly what you just said. This Miami team really isn't like a really too much jump shooting team. Like they're trying to get inside the paint. They're trying to score easy and run the score up like that. And so Jared Allen, I mean, you're not going to play half a block at, you know, minus 238. But one and a half at plus money. Yeah, give me that. I'll sweat that tonight. All right. Let's see here. Next game on the slate. Who do I have up here next? Oh, Minnesota Timberwolves on the road. Open up minus six and a half. Now it's minus five and a half. Playing the Memphis Grizzlies, 213 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have... Uh, Jake McDaniels, Jordan McLaughlin, Jalen Clark, all out for Minnesota. You have Jake LaRuvia, doubtful. That's actually an upgrade for him. He was on IR. Uh, you know, Josh still suspended. He's got... I think it's four games, games left. left, I think. Four games? Four or five games left, something I like think. that. Uh, still no Marcus Smart. Still no Luke Kennard. Still no Brandon Clark. You're not going to see Steven Adams at all. Uh, I made a pack earlier this season, Scott, and I think I've done pretty all right continually. Continue betting it, even though it looks ugly a lot of the time. But, I mean, it's been hitting. And that's back in Minnesota at home and fading them on the road. I mean, they're 10, 8, and 2 ATS overall. 3, 5, and 1 on the road. Just unable to really get anything going on the road. And it's been some bad road teams that they haven't been able to cover against. But those were larger numbers, and this is five and a half under two possessions here. So, Scott, what are you doing? I think I'm going to lean to Minnesota. I've had a pretty good read on this Memphis team recently. I had them against Dallas at plus 350. That got there. I laid points in the toilet bowl. I had them against Detroit. They won that game by 14. Shout out to Bain with 49 in that game. I think he also had eight assists. Minnesota, we did like San Antonio last game against them, and Minnesota won the game. It was close. It was what I thought it was going to be. They did face off earlier this year in Memphis, and Minnesota did end up beating them by 22. I think Minnesota is just the better team, simply put. I recognize that Memphis has played better. This team is still 1-8 and eight straight up at home. Like They're just not a good home team at all. Minnesota, they've been fine, and I think that that's good enough for me. I'm going to lean Minnesota. Do I feel great about it? Not really, but since it's at 5.5 now, that line feels a little bit short. I'm going to go with Minnesota minus the 5.5. But it might not be easy, but I think it's going to be a five and a half. I think it's going to be eight point win, nine point win. Okay. I mean, I do say that they were three, five and one. I got to admit the last two road games they did cover. So they were one, five and one before that. And now they're three, five and one. Yeah, I'll go with Minnesota. I think this is a short number. I'm going to trust my reads on, on Memphis. I've had pretty good reads on this team. Only I'll go back to Minnesota. If they burn me here, I'm going to be sick. But, yeah, I think they might. Maybe they've started to figure it out a little bit more. They're way better than this team. Like, well, there's a way to meet better. in the middle. You can take Bane points because if they're going to cover, then Bane's going for 30. So you can kind of meet in the middle. I don't even know. If he, I mean, I, maybe with Jalen McDaniels out, he can. But I don't know. Anthony Edwards is taking a little bit more of a defensive approach this season. So, my point is I don't trust Jaron Jackson against Gobert and Town, so I, I think that Bain's going to have to have a big game. That's kind of my point. Yeah. 
Nah, came Minnesota. You're right. Came Minnesota. Okay. That was tough. It's a really uh, low total. 213 and a half. It probably still goes under. Probably, but that is a, that's a very low number. It probably still goes under. Minnesota, if, if if Minnesota covers this, it's probably because Memphis couldn't score. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll lean under. I think Minnesota brings it defensively. So, I might bet this under. Okay. Yeah, Minnesota's been really good defensively. Bring that defense in Tennessee on the road. They held them to, to 97 points, you know, uh, what was it, last week, week before, that they went in there and played Memphis. Memphis... Two and Memphis, seven. Memphis scored ninety-seven in the first meeting. Two and seven on the road. I mean, at home for Memphis. Two and seven to the over. So seven and two to the under. Yeah, I, I'll go under. All right. Anything else you like in this one, or no, anybody else really. in chat likes in this one? No. Nope. I'm good. Don't sleep on Strews blocks and rebounds. I missed that. Let me look up Strews blocks and see how. That- I like Strews rebounds. He's been good at rebounding. Truth is, he hasn't been as good at rebounding since Mitchell came back. Mitchell's kind of been taking a lot of those boards. But with Mobley being out, there should be more rebounds available for everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. Chicago Bulls. And what is like DeRar DeRozan's up millionth revenge game? Open up minus two. They're currently minus two and a half, actually. 224 is and a half is the total. They are on the road laying two and a half against the San Antonio Spurs. Injury report for these two teams, and I have uh, for the where are they at? I hate when these things don't get over. There we go. San Antonio Spurs, nothing, nothing. It looks like, however, Pop is changing the lineup again. He replaced it was last game. He replaced Jeremy Sohan and Malachi Branham with Devin Vassell and Seti Osman. I don't know why Vassell went to the bench, but you know it is what it is. Now I can throw my Devin Vassell six-man-of-the-year ticket in the trash, and I can go pick up my Devin Vassell most improved ticket again. And for the Chicago Bulls, we have Alex Caruso, probable, Torian Craig, probable, Zach Levine's IR. Can you please take Lonzo Ball's name off the injury report? Jesus Christ. We can get it. We freaking get it. All right. Devin Vassell's back in the starting lineup. Spurs money line. Just going to play that sound drop. It feels worthy, you know. 8 and 14? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Bulls look worse than 8 and 14. Oh, they've, they've actually looked better without Levine, but the main reason why I played the drop, one, because San Antonio has the quietest double-digit losing streak I've ever seen. Because everyone's focused on Detroit. They're not even mentioning that San Antonio has lost about 15 straight. That just has not come up in conversation. So, yeah, San Antonio has lost 15 straight. But the reason why I'm playing it, the Spurs are 1 and 9 at home. The Bulls are one and eight on the road, so this is a full toilet bowl. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, it is full on toilet bowl. With that being said, take points in toilet bowl. Spurs money line. I'm taking Chicago in this one. They're really bad on the road, but I think they're better without Levine. I think Levine was—I don't want to say a cancer on this team, but they look even the simplest definition—they look happier to be on the court with each other with Levine not on the court. And I did pick Chicago last game against the Hornets. They ended up getting there for me. The Spurs are a team that I think is abysmal. Chicago, I don't know how bad they are. They're not good, I'll tell you that much. But with Levine not playing, there has been some renewed pride on this team. I'm going to lean to Chicago. Do I like it a lot? No. 
if you bet on this game, you might want to go to a meeting. But I'm going to lean to Chicago minus two and a half. I like what I've seen more from them recently compared to San Antonio. All right. Let's see here. Um, and I did lay points in the toilet bowl last time out with Memphis, and it worked. So occasionally you can lay points in the toilet bowl. I'm going to lean to Chicago. All right. Hold on. Give me a second. CJR, I know that you're saying you love Pop and you think he deserves better. Once he told the fans to stop booing Kawhi in the middle of a game, he lost all my sympathy. All right, 1-800-GAMBLER, because I'm a Harvison Bay in this game. Devin so lead me to the promised land. Oh, player props are, are in separate category. I meant actual side total, you know. Oh, There's always side. value I mean, in I still, player props. I'll bet Devin Vassell 25 and a win. Okay. I think that's live. Alex Caruso is going to be Alex Caruso is going to be have his hands full with Kelvin Johnson. He's probably going to go with Kelvin Johnson. They're going to leave Devin Soto. And even so, I like Devin Soto with Caruso. I think Caruso's a little overrated. Yeah, I think he's overrated. I think Caruso's very good. Well, sorry, I'll give him props. He turned into a good three point shooter. He could never shoot for the first like five years of his career. He's actually become a good three point shooter. I think he just hustles. To be honest, I think he's just hustles. That's all you need sometimes. That, I don't think it, the talent defensively is there to the level that people make it try to make it seem. I think he just hustles. He fits the Boston Celtics culture, and he's never played for the, <laughs> for the Celtics. <laughs> but. Hey, man. Hey, y'all, hey, y'all heard Scott say that. I didn't say that. Scott said that. I'm just, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Hey, man. Y'all heard Scott say that one. All right. 224 and a half. That's actually dropped, which is eh, somewhat surprising. Give me a Spurs team to over. Right, that's all I'm playing. I, I don't trust Chicago. Chicago on Ch- the route. Chicago has won three straight, though. Beat Milwaukee, beat New Orleans, beat Charlotte. They're all at home. So I will oh, point out that they're still really bad on the road. But beating Milwaukee and New Orleans, that's not bad. Like I think I think Chicago can actually score in this game. Mm, so, I don't know. Beating New Orleans looked a lot better before last night. You taking any DeRozan props or you've or how many revenge games until it no longer becomes a concept? He might nah, be forty bro, over total over, at this point. Bro. This concept's over. I don't care when DeRozan's yeah. playing the Raptors or the Spurs anymore. Might be the fortieth time he's had a revenge game at this point. Yeah, it's like I it's swear, done. I'm so good on it. I'm really good on DeRozan. We need to make a rule for revenge games, like right, two years, first, two years maybe. No, but see, then you have the DeAndre, the DeAndre Jordan, and freaking Reggie Jacksons that come out of nowhere and think they're Lob City again. Okay, it's fine. Annoying. I do agree. Kobe White is balling out. And Kobe White without Zach Levine is somebody that you should get behind. 100%. Pause. You're right. Yeah, there you go. You're right. Houston Rockets are playing the Denver Nuggets for the 100th time this season. And the Nuggets are at home laying nine. Opened up at eight. Now it's up to nine. 221 is the total here. That's actually up half a point from 220 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And for the Rockets, Jock Landol is out. Eamon Thompson's still out. Victor Oladipo, I'm telling you, he's never putting that jersey on. And for the Denver Nuggets, Jamal Murray, probable. That's about it. Ken Carr's still on IR. Last time out, I mentioned how Houston won the last three games against Denver, and I felt like that streak was over and Denver was going to bury him. They pushed. 134-124. <laughs> So somehow, some way, Houston still is kind of a thorn in this Denver Nuggets team side. What are you doing here? Denver minus nine at home. I can't take Houston on the road. 
Denver kind of screwed me on the last episode. It looked like I was going to sweep, and then Denver choked away that game against the Clippers, uh, which they probably should have won. Jokic was terrible. He was 9-32 to from the floor. He was atrocious. But he still had a triple-double. Uh, they were not very good in that game, though. They're, Houston's 0-8 on the road. Like, I, I, can't, I can't do it. I, I just can't. I want to make a case for Houston, but some teams we saw with Golden State last year, we've seen it with teams year in, year out. Some teams just don't know how to play basketball on the road. They just can't do it. So I'm going to lean to Denver. I think it's a good spot for them to get back on track after blowing that game to the Clippers. It's a good bounce back spot against a road team that doesn't show up for any road games. Give me the Nuggets to win this game at double digits. Well, I wouldn't say it doesn't show up for any. Sorry, they pushed pushed that one time. Sorry, they pushed that one time. I mean, yes, 0-8. 0-8 straight up. 3-4-1 against the spread. Like, they're they're hovering. Okay. They're hovering. Like, it's not that bad. But with yeah, Murray being back and with Gordon being back and Jokic there, yeah, it's good. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll go chalk, and we can go Nuggets here. But if we lose, I'm not going to be surprised. Okay. All right, next game of the sleep. We got Sacramento going to play the Phoenix Suns. Kings are laying two on the road. 235 is total in this one. Injury report. And I see here for the Kings, we got Chris Duarte, questionable. Kobe Jones out. Alex Lane, IR. Didn't know Alex Lane was still really in. Would have been an Alex Lane revenge game, too. What a shame. It would have. What a shame. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking about Alex Lane's revenge games. What kind of podcast are you listening to if they're not talking about Alex Lane revenge games? It's a running joke, but he did used to play for Phoenix, if you don't remember that. Yep. All right. Grayson Allen and Kevin Durant are out. It's the Devin Booker show today because you know Bradley Beal <laughs> doing Wizards things. Oh, he's, he's, yeah, he's also – he's hanging out with Oladipo, you know? Yeah. Like, they're just – he might not – he, he, I, I got more faith in him. To Beal. be fair, Beal has played, like, two or three games this year. So, there's that. I at least – it's, it's, it's no longer Photoshop of a jersey – excuse me, of a Phoenix jersey on Bradley Beal. It's no longer Photoshop. We still have a Photoshop <laughs> Houston Rockets jersey on Victor Oladipo. All right. Keeping a bag's a full-time job. So, Beal's been busy, you know. Man, Road Kings, man. Every time I fade Road Kings, they make me pay. I guess Every what I'm at, I'll, I'll ask you with this, pay. though. To start off with just a basic talking point, do you think Phoenix can actually get up and play a big game missing two starters, including Durant? Yes. Because we, we can talk about Sacramento on the road being a bit hit or miss here and there. Mm-hmm. It really comes down to do you think Phoenix has enough scoring depth without Durant to actually match the Sacramento offense? That's what the game comes down to. Scoring depth? No. But, but do you think are Booker can go for 40 enough? or 50? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If they're, are they top-heavy enough? Yes, because Devin Booker is that good. Yeah, so I think they're top-heavy enough. Do you, I think they have the depth? No. I think Grayson Allen is actually a good player on this team. You know, he's shooting north of 46% from three this oh. year. He's been that good for that team. But Durant's averaging 31 and like seven and six. He's been nuts. But... Both teams are off of pretty rough losses in the in-season tournament. You saw the Suns lose because of that timeout call by Reeves, whatever you want to call it, where they lost the game. They might have lost anyway, but still, they didn't win the game. And the Kings were up a lot early against New Orleans. They lost that game. They can't beat New Orleans, 
So I'm kind of throwing that game in the garbage because they just can't beat this damn team. They're good against other teams, though, on the road. Beat Minnesota, beat the Lakers by 20. They're pretty good on the road when they're not playing New Orleans. So I'm going to lean Kings here. I think it's a good spot. We know Mike Brown's a no-nonsense coach. I think he's pissed after how that game unfolded midweek against New Orleans at home. Mm-hmm. And they come out. These, these teams don't like each other either. There's always a lot of trash talk when Booker's involved. Fox is going to trash talk as well. I think the Kings bring it in this game. Booker basically needs to score 35 or 40 for Phoenix to have a shot, in my opinion. It's a lot to ask. I'm going to link to Sacramento in this spot. Road Kings gave the Minnesota Timberwolves their first home loss of the season uh, yeah. last week. So, And they beat the Lakers at home. That's a tough place to play. They buried them in that game. Yeah, man. I, I just whenever I fade road kings, I regret it, man. I just and home suns aren't good. I think the home suns are four and six ATS at home. I think uh, they're not a great home, home team. Let me tell you right here. They are. Oh, I had it. Yeah, you're right. Four and six ATS. Five and five straight up. Very a couple of props watching. that I like in this game, but I'm gonna lean kings on the spot. What you like? Talk to, talk about it. Uh, I like Eric Gordon which uh, Fahrenheit mentioned down below. With Grayson being out, Gordon's going to get more shot attempts, just simply put, because he's the main three-point shooter left on this team. So I think Gordon's in one for a big game if Phoenix is going to score. Sabonis is interesting because his point props at 18.5, which is very low at first glance. Nurkic has been great against him. Like Sabonis really doesn't do much against Nurkic because Sabonis isn't a great jump shooter. And Nurkic weighs a lot more than Sabonis does, so he's going to have a hard time actually getting into the low block. Sabonis' assists, I think, is worth a look. Maybe rebounds, but points? I think Fox and Booker go at it. Just simply put, I think Fox and Booker each score 30. Holy crap, Scott. You are on something. Yeah, Sabonis has been terrible <laughs> against Nurkic. He's been Holy really shit. bad. I will, right. I will come to... to um, Sabonis' defense, though. He was really bad against Valanchunas, too. But he had two good back-to-back games against Valanciunas, so maybe he turned yeah. the corner. But we'll see. All right. So we got – we'll go from when Sabonis was in Indiana because I think that's when he started playing his best ball. No, it's not even close. Uh, versus you – know, <laughs> He's been Nurkic, really bad. Versus Nurkic, 3, 9, 6, 7, 23, 15, 13. Yeah. Well, once again, his numbers against Valanciunas were bad, but he had two great games back-to-back, including a triple-double. Last game out. I was just telling somebody he sucks. I'm assuming we're in agreement here that Booker and Fox are probably each going for 30 or 35. Yeah. Right? I mean, it it feels like one of those games. Yeah. I'm with you. I think it's one of those ones where you you take the high on the two top players. Uh, Maybe not the next best player because the next best player is... uh, No, you take some threes. Take like Eric Gordon threes. Matter of fact, here. You know? Fox... Fox, Booker, Gordon, Monk. Yeah, that's what I'm in for. Yeah. That's, I'm that not betting on Harrison Barnes. No chance in hell I'm betting on Barnes. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take Malik Monk. <laughs> you just you just jinx Harrison Barnes into a 20-point game tonight. Good. I want the Kings to win the game, but I'm, I'm not a Barnes guy. All right. Let's see. I like the over uh, in the game. Yeah, me too. That was without being said. Okay. We got I think Booker triple-double, by the way is worth a look at 17-1. to one. He's had double-digit rebounds in two straight games. Durant's out, so the ball's going to be in Booker's hands the entire game. 17-1? That, that takes away a bunch of rebounds with Durant out, too. Yeah, I mean, you could argue it takes away some assists as well, but the ball's in his hands the entire time. Triple-double, 17-1. to one. I don't mind it. Yeah, I like it. All right. 
Dallas Mavericks on the road going to play the Portland Trailblazers. Mavericks open up minus seven and a half. They are now minus eight, 231 and a half is total injury report for those two teams. And we've got for the Dallas Mavericks. Grant Williams is out. Josh Green, IR. Matt Cleaver, IR. We've got for the Blazers. Malcolm Brockton, questionable. DeAndre Ayton, doubtful. John Grant out. Is Rain Wright out? I mean, double. Yeah. He had what, 20, a 29 point triple double and a half last game? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. You did want he to take the triple double by half, or was he just like really, really? Cool? No, he had a triple double at halftime. He straight up had 29, 10, and 10 at halftime. Oh, <laughs> it was okay. for most of no, I mean, I remember lost seeing, by 50. So. I remember seeing he had 29, 9, and 9 with like two minutes left. And I'm like, oh, okay. He almost had a triple double at half. They got there. I mean, Utah lost by 50, so it's kind of a fake basketball game, but he finished with like 40, 10, and 11. Uh, do you want? I feel like you want to take Portland here. I feel like you're tempted by Portland getting eight and a half with Simons back in the lineup. No, not really. Really? No. Give, give Golden State a run for their money. I know Golden State's worse than Dallas, but still. Yeah, but Dallas has always been a better road team than a home team. Like, always. Like, always been a better road team than a home team. Six to four on a road ATS this season. 10 and 10 on the season, so that makes them 4 and 6 at home. Portland 2 and 5 at home, regardless of them catching 100 points as they always are. They're still 2 and 5 ATS at home. To be I, fair, I mean, though, the Portland aren't, thing was aren't they a different team with Simons, though? At least they have somebody as a guard who you can trust to actually score the basketball. They're kind of a different team. Yeah. They're not good, but they're better by a decent amount. Yeah, I think they're better. I just don't think it. I, I mean, now that no Grant Williams, like, why is the Mavericks? It's because they won by 50. I just think the number's inflated because they beat a fake Utah team by 50. Yeah. There was no Lori. There was no Clarkson. They, they were using a D squad in that game. They basically punted the game. I think Luke is going to go nuts. Like, I think Lucas might score 40 again. He has dad strength. He's been incredible. So that's kind of the balancing act there. Eight and a half on the road, though. It, it's a lot for a Dallas team we've been skeptical to lay points with in the past. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you make a good point. It is a lot, but I would just go Dallas, man. I, I, I rather, really think I would rather bet Luca 35 or 40 than a lay eight and a half. I'd just rather I'd rather just take the over. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I like the over too in this game. Yeah, I'd just rather take the over. Like I think Dallas is gonna run and cut in this entire game. That's why I'm afraid, because I think they could go up 10, 20 easily by just how fast they're playing and scoring because they take it out all their defensive players. Like you don't have you know, you don't have freaking uh Grant Williams and so you're gonna see more Tim Hardaway Jr. You're gonna see more like scoring coming off the bench. Maybe we see Jaden Hardy Hardy get in here and get a bunch of minutes like I just think they're gonna run a gun. I, I, I like Dallas. It's a slight lean. Nothing confident. Nothing confident at all. But the over, I feel really good about that over. I just think both of these two teams are gonna be in the one fifteens rather easily. I like the over as well, but I am I am intrigued. I'll use that word. I'm intrigued by the Simons and Sharp parent. I'm intrigued. So I'll lean to Porter. Yeah. All right. Any props put behind it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Luca thirty. Point triple double probably. Like I think he's gonna have a good game. I like Simon's threes. Simon's for a guy who really didn't play much basketball for the last couple of weeks. He looked really good against Golden State. He looked Ooh. really good. I think he's gonna have a good game. Sharps in line for a pretty good game as well. There's some area for rebounding in this game because Aiden's not 
uh, healthy and Dallas can't really rebound. Is it just lively? Is there anybody on Portland you like for rebounds? There is some value on a rebounding guy. I'm just trying to figure out the right angle. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I know it. <laughs> I, I would. I wish I knew it, but I don't. It think might I know be lively. It. Could be Luca, which helps the triple double angle. But somebody's gonna have yeah. to rebound for these teams. Yeah, and it might be lively. Lively, you know, you get those big centers, and they typically aren't the best rebounders because they're focused on shot blocking. But it, it probably could be lively. All right. Let's move on. We got one more game. We've been here for an hour, almost an hour and a half now. We'll finish before an hour 30, so we're fine. All right, let's go. We got the Los Angeles Clippers on the road going to play the Utah Jazz. Clippers are laying seven and a half. Whoa, I lost my – wow. Now it's clicking on everything but what I needed to. All right, Clippers are laying seven and a half. 224 and a half is total injury report for these two teams, and I have for the Utah Jazz. Jordan Clarkson is questionable. Kelly Olenek is questionable. Laurie Markkinen is out for the Clippers. Nothing to report other than, you know, Mason Plumlee, Brandon Boston Jr. out for a while. I mean, everybody knows what I'm doing. What are you doing? Uh, for this one, I'm going to lean Clippers. I know it's a good spot for Utah, historically speaking, at home. I get it, but they're not as bad as they were last game because Clarkson didn't play. We'll see if he suits up. If Clarkson's out, this is one of the worst teams in the league. They lost by 50. It was embarrassing. They could argue they get up at home and they play a decent game. The Clippers got up and beat uh, Denver, but I think Clippers should be motivated anyway because they lost the last game in Utah, and again, they probably should have won. I'm on the Clippers. I I don't like being on the Clippers, but this Utah team's a laughingstock at the moment, so I'm going to lean to the Clippers. Uh, Laughingstock is probably the wrong word because I think the Clippers are a laughingstock as well. All this talent in your 10 and 10 right now. It's on pause for now because they beat Denver. But yes, they're a laughing stock for different Ooh, reasons. Oh, you're still 10 and 10 with all this talent. You're a laughing stock. It's okay, a, that's fair. You got to get other five. Maybe, maybe they're not a laughing stock if they win this game. But give me Utah plus seven and a half. It's really not anything of Utah. I think Utah freaking sucks. But they are 82 ATS at home. So I got to at least play that angle. And yep. I'm not betting Clippers. Like, I'm not betting Clippers. All right. I'm just going to do it because Utah, I thought, would be a, a massive step-back team from last year, and they're abysmal without Laurie and Clarkson, and there's just too much going on. I'm not going to lie. I will say this, though. If Utah does cover this game... If Utah wins this game, Tyler should be fired on the spot. That's all I'm saying. Well, no. I, well, yeah, 100%. But if they cover this game, I think I'm just going to back Utah at home forever. And then yeah, that's fair. just fade them on the road. Because they're 11 and 10, <laughs> ATS, but 8 and 2 at home. So that makes them 3 and 2 on the road. No, 3 and 8 on the road. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. 3 and 8 on the road. Yeah. If Utah covers this game, I'm just going to blindly take Utah at home and fade them on the road. I'm hoping the Clippers get up for this game after losing to Utah earlier in the year. I think it's a pretty good spot for the Clippers. If you like Utah, I don't mind first half or first quarter because after losing by 50 and Hardy's quotes in, uh, quotes in the in the uh, post game, they're going to have to show up with some purpose in this game. So maybe Utah early and Clippers late. All right. Let's see here. Chat is rolling. Chat is booming. I seen up to 80 people in here at one point. Got to keep it going. YouTube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast. Come rock with us for the live listen. All right. Let's get into our locking dog. And drop a hundred dog lineup real quick for my lock. Curious where you're gonna go with this one. I liked a lot more dogs than usual on the card today. Yeah. 
Miami at home is just an auto play, man. It just feels like an auto play. I'm kind of scared, but it feels like an auto play, especially with no. No, nah, I forget it, yo. Miami got me the last time. Like it's Miami as a dog at home. Like we we bet Miami in that spot. It's no question. We bet Miami in that spot. So I'm gonna take Miami plus one and a half. That's my lot. Not even gonna question it. I'm not gonna give myself a chance to question it for my dog. A Devin Vassell and Spurs parlay would be nice, but just take man, Curry Spurs to score forty-five. Just take Curry nah, forty-five so, already. Just do it. Nah, so I was actually I was looking there, but I'm not gonna just do that because that's not what's Curry thirty-five like plus one twenty. No, his default one's twenty-eight and a half, so it's gonna be a massive oh, really? number. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh his me, thirty I, is plus one twenty. Yeah. Let me just quickly <laughs> see what it is. Uh, thirty. Uh, it's plus two twenty-five. Or plus two thirty, actually, for thirty-five. Thirty-five is plus two thirty. What's thirty in a win? Uh, that I don't have in front of me. I am pulling it up right now, so you don't even have to worry about it, sir. It's going to be north of two to one. So yeah, but I just want to know which one's better. Yeah. So we got. Let's see here, stuff. Thirty and a win is plus two sixty. Yeah, give me step 30 and a win. Plus 260. I mean, I'm sorry, Shay. You're my guy. You know you're my guy. You know you're my guy. Like, you know it. You've listened to the show. I've been on this train of telling people to bet Shay every single night since, like, when I hopped on this show three years ago, two years ago, something like that. You can't. <laughs> you can't do that to Steph, man. I'm sorry. 30 and a win for Steph plus 260. That's my dog, my lock, Miami plus one and a half. Scott, over to you. All right. Uh, so for my lock, I'm going to go with the over in the Warriors game at 236. Every meeting for the last like two, three years has had at least 237 points. These games usually break the 240s. I don't see much changing. Golden State is still not a great defensive team this year. Offensively, they could be better, but OKC doesn't really guard anybody either. The pace should be crazy. I'm on the over in this game. I see a lot of points being scored. For my dog, I wanted to go player prop, but I'm wondering who I want to go with. But I do think the total in the Wizards game is pretty telling. Uh, the fact that it's like 40 points higher than where the first game landed. So I'm going to go with the guy who's been in great form lately. I'm going to take Mikael Bridges. I'm going to take him 30 plus points at plus 185. Ooh. That was random because I feel like we didn't mention his name at all this show. He's just been very good. And Cam Thomas, I don't know what that was against the Hawks, but I know Mikel's going to bring it every game. So give me Mikel 30 plus. All right. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Oh, uh, wait, no, not really. Uh, yeah, a lot of games. We'll talk about the underdog lineup right now, but a lot of games should be fun. Okay. So let me go in here and let me get stuff. Mm-hmm. 28 and a half, or do we want to take the four and a half three-pointers made? What? We'll go with step threes. Why not? All right. I'm assuming you're Steph. not allowed to take both, right? You can't take both? No, nah, you can only do one. That's what I thought. Player. Okay. So, Steph, higher, four and a half three-pointers made. Let's go get Mikkel. Higher, 25 and a half points. I'm assuming you co-signed that because the Wizards don't guard anybody. Yeah. 100%. All right. We got one more. We can Joel. We can Julius has good games against Celtics. Steer I mean, I wanted Jared Allen, but they don't, I'm assuming they don't have his props up. Because no uh, book has see. his props up. Nope. He's here. Double-double. Really? We can get a double-double. 
that have double double? Yeah, they have a double double. Sure. I mean, I think you'll agree with it with Mobley probably not playing. Yeah, I like it. If you, if you miss shoot around, there's got to be like a 70% chance you don't play. Yeah. So I don't think Mobley's going to suit up. Yeah, Jared Allen. All right, there we go. We have Stephen Curry, Wardell Stephen Curry, four and a half three-pointers made higher. Mikael Bridges, 25 and a half points higher. Jared Allen, half a double-double higher. Put that in underdog. $100 gets you $600. Unless you do the insurance. You can do the insurance and get $300. And then if it's not our style. Huh? It's not our style. Yeah, it's not our style. Like, who wants their money back like, for getting two, three? Like, just give me the – I want all. I want it all. So, six to one, $100 gets you $600. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN. For all new customers at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Shout out to the chat that was booming today. They had props. They had everything. Everything was going – Appreciate everybody for rocking with us. Make sure that you all like the video on the way out. And for anybody else that's coming into this, make sure you like the video. Leave a comment. Do all of that stuff before you dip up out of here. And for everybody that's listening to us through your ears, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you give us a five-star rating and review. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of any podcast. Just stand it like this. Hey, man, if all 70 of y'all want to hop over to NFL Gambling Podcast, like right now, and we're about to go through the afternoon game slate, y'all can do that. But I know you won't, so it's okay. We're out of here. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.